Hi again, everyone. Welcome to the FIFA Play On podcast. I'm your host, Alvaro Soler, and have we got a show in store for you today. We've got another backstage interview with an incredible musician and viral video sensation. We've got another trip around the world with a very, very special guest and another epic versus battle where my co-host Annie and I find out just how well we know each other's musical tastes. So much to get through, so let's jump into our interview section and find out who we're talking to this week. Hi everyone and welcome to Backstage, the part of Play On, where we speak to music artists about their art, their life, and maybe a bit of football too. Today's guest is Nathan Evans, a young musician from Airdrie, Scotland. Hello. Nathan is best known for his version of the sea shanty, Wellerman, which has racked up millions of views across various online platforms. But first things first, Nathan, how are you doing? Welcome to the podcast. I'm all good. How are you guys? I'm so sorry I jumped in there. I did not know it was going to go on for so long. and I just jumped in. I jumped again. <laughs> I'm very excited. That's okay, man. So, you know, before we start talking about, you know, the whole TikTok madness and everything, I just, you know, I know music comes from the heart and from something of, you know, a traditional or, or you know, memory as a kid. Or that was kind of my first question, you know, how did you get into sea shanties? Um, it's actually not as exciting as, as you'd think. Someone left a comment on TikTok saying, can you sing well, man, it's a sea shanty, so I sang it. Oh, all right. That was it. Wow. Yeah, so it all started last June, and someone left a comment saying, can you sing this song? It's called Leave Her Johnny. It's a sea shanty. Um, I think you would be really good at it. And it kind of lends like, its hand to like Scottish folk music. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of in the same wavelength. It's acoustic, it's raw, it's uh, vocals, and maybe a guitar, or maybe even just vocals. Mm. So it's kind of in a similar lane. Um, and someone had said, can you sing this sea shanty? It's called Leave Her Johnny. So that's what i done. And then underneath that video, people were like, can you sing Drunken Sailor? Can you sing Weller Man? Can you sing <laughs> this one? Can you sing that one? I was like, oh God, uh, what have like I done? Like a karaoke <laughs> kind of thing, huh? <laughs> that was Crazy. it. Um, so yeah, I just kind of started through comments on TikTok. That was it. Oh man. And then what were you doing before that? Like before, were you uploading just other type of music on TikTok or how was it? Yeah, so um, I sing like loads of different stuff. I play piano, I play guitar, and I really like like pop folk music, um, like uh, Louis Capaldi, Dermot Kennedy, um, Ed Sheeran. He's a massive influence for me. Um, so that's the kind of music that I sing and I listen to, and that was the kind of stuff that I was putting on TikTok along with Scottish folk songs. Yeah, I love that story, Nathan. About you know someone just suggesting it to you. It's like. You know, the best things in life is kind of spontaneous, right? You don't really plan them. That's it. I love that. So obviously sea shanties by nature are really catchy, right? Um, and I suppose that's what gives them the power to kind of just spread and go viral. And it's quite similar to football chants. Yep. Um, yep. Do you kind of like creating that kind of music that makes other people just want to listen and sing and it's kind of just catchy and repetitive in your, in your ears? That's it, exactly. Definitely. Playing live, like I've played a few live things now, with a lot of people and having that effect where people are singing along and singing back to you right. that's that feeling's like it's incredible so yeah. yeah it's always it's good to make a song that people are going to sit and think deeply and listen and go oh it's a really nice song or it's something thought provoking and it's really nice <laughs> but it's also good to have something that's just kind of like oh and everybody's just yeah. kind of singing back and so yeah it, it's it's good it's really good <laughs> From a 
to places that she'd want to travel round And I was scared to ask if she would come along with me Cause I knew that I'd be punching She's a nine and I'm a three Ring ding diddly diddly Ring ding diddly I-O Well I knew that I'd be punching She's a nine and I'm a three I borrowed all the money I can only imagine that is what is kind of like euphoric for musicians, for artists to have their words sung back to them Yep Exactly. That is one of the most amazing things. I mean, I remember the first time that I sang live and people were singing back to me, you know, louder than I was singing to them. And that's that's, that, that's the moment where you feel, oh my God, everything's coming back, you know, because there's so much work yeah. that, you know, we do in the studio and everything. And then suddenly when you're there in the show, that's when you get all the energy back from the people. And it's kind of like, like a big thank you. Exactly. That's it. Um, wow. That's so amazing. And, you know, of course... You said everything started in June, you know, you we're right like at the quarantine time and Corona has been, you know, very present in our lives, especially at live gigs um, and and also at football matches. And uh, there's a study because I've heard that you're a Rangers fan, right? Yes. Yes. And uh, yes. do you actually go? How often do you go to the stadium? Um, I was there at the weekend. <laughs> I was oh, there good. On, um, on Sunday. <laughs> and do you feel like, because there, there's been a study that um, home games haven't been as successful as normally because people weren't there to watch the games and they weren't there to kind of cheer the, the team up, you know? So we talked about the power of music and everything, but do you think that, you know, that that might be the answer to why, you know, those games weren't as successful um, and that the power of the shanties and the, and especially in, in that case, well, you think, what was the song that you sing in the, for the Rangers though? Every Saturday we follow. Nice. Every Saturday we follow. That's... I won't sing it all, but yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, definitely. I think the the songs and the fans have like a ma- play a massive part in a game, especially like like the noise they make. It just kind of it spurs the team on. It, it must have just known that the fans are behind you. Like, even if you, like your team goes down one 0 whatever, and then the fans are singing and the full stadiums singing along. It's just um, yeah, it comes with like a certain power. I think that kind of like mm-hmm. boosts the team's morale and just gets everybody fired up to try and go on and win the game. Um, so yeah, I definitely think that's why when a stadium's got a full capacity and it's oh we're playing such and such at home or we're playing such and such away, it's always like a oh I don't like going to that stadium because you know the fans are going to be singing, you know the fans are going to be behind them. So yeah, um, I, I yeah. think it plays a massive part. I've spent a lot of time actually at Ranger Stadiums, Nathan, because uh, my my brother used to play for Ranger. You must know him, Shawnee Luco. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. When I seen the the email and I seen the names, I was like. Nah, nah. <laughs> sure, they're not related. They can't be related. So there you go. Yeah, that's my, that's my little brother. So I spent a lot of times at, ah. particularly the um, old firm derby. So that little snippet yeah. you just sang is uh, is familiar for sure. <laughs> so as a football fan, you must be absolutely chuffed to to see um, Scotland women and obviously the men's team looking to qualify for the World Cup. Obviously the women are looking to qualify the women's World Cup. The men for the World Cup qualification as well. Yep. You know, do you does it give you a lot of pride to see your national team sort of doing well in recent years? Oh, definitely. Um, because for a while we were absolutely rotten. Um, to put it put it nicely, <laughs> we were not very good at all for a while. Um, <laughs> we were in quite a quite a bad form. Um, but recently it's just been we've been incredible. I think um, all the younger ones are coming up now. Everybody's starting to find the forum. Everybody's playing well together. So. Um, yeah, and you see the women's team as well, um, doing as well mm-hmm. as they're doing. It's just incredible. Like, my niece, 
she plays football and she's like in a team and um, she looks up to the Scotland women team and she, she goes and watches every so often. So yeah, it's, it's also good for them as well. It's just such an inspiration. So love that. It's, 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 it's a good time for you to be a Scottish fan. Um, definitely. Love that. And Nathan, like following situation, I know this happened. This is Hamden. You're there in the middle singing the national anthem of Scotland, the flower of Scotland. Yep. How does it feel to, to do that? Like, what is that? What is that of an opportunity? How how are your emotions in that moment? You know, I would be dying. <laughs> yeah, it was it was incredible. That was my first time ever in Hamden. I'd never been in Hamden in my life. Wow. And then they invited me to do um they invited me to do that and the Scottish Cup draw. Um so I sang Flower of Scotland and I also in the Scottish Cup draw pulled out a Rangers Celtic Old Firm Derby for the Scottish Cup as well. So that was a really good day. I, I really enjoyed it. It was good. Um but yeah, it was a it was a shame there couldn't be like it wasn't like fans or anything because that would have been absolutely mm. incredible. But you never know, maybe one day. <laughs> oh, you you got to go back and do it when there's fans there. I mean that every every that's it, exactly every single person in the stadium will be singing exactly. <laughs> so like with your you know like with the Wellerman tune, your songs are getting remixed and reworked um, with obviously dance music and and different types of productions. Yep. Do you have other musical influences and is it important for you to bring sort of mix traditional music with modern music and that that sort of mix? Yeah, definitely. Um I think it's good to to be um to have like a wide variety of stuff um in your music. I think mm-hmm. um branching out and getting into different genres, I think it's always good. Um and I spoke about him earlier, but Dermot Kennedy, I think, does it perfectly. Mm. He can sing a song that's raw and stripped back and just him and an acoustic guitar. And he can take the same song and remix it, like Paradise. He has a song called Paradise with Medusa, and it's the same idea. He does like a stripped-down performance of it, and then he also has a remix as well, which is like a dance song for the weekend. So um, I think it's good to be able to um, have like a variety in your music, and I think as well it's good to have a song that can also be remixed because everybody loves a weekend song, let's be honest. So yeah, um, yeah it's always good. Love that. I always feel that it, like this comparison is very good, you know, because I always feel it's like, in, in, as an image in my head, it feels like the song is like a skelet, you know, and then, and then you have a different dress or a different suit that you wear, you know, that the song yeah. can wear. And then, you know, that would be the acoustic dress or the, you know, you can go to the beach with just a swimsuit, you know? So that's, that's, you know, that's, that that's makes it, it exactly. exactly as, as you said. So, man, Nathan, we're going to go to a to a different section here that's called Quick Fire Section. Okay. And we're going to ask you a few questions, and I want the first thing that pops into your head, okay? And we're going to okay. go from past uh, to present and into future. So let's start at the beginning with the question that is, what's your first musical memory? Um, getting a karaoke machine for my Christmas um, oh. and sitting at the Christmas dinner table with a microphone. And just pestering everybody, just screaming through a mic, like as close to my mouth as possible, and just <laughs> make as much noise as possible. So that's like when it all kind of started, where I realized like I can kind of sing and make some noise here. <laughs> Man, it's kind of the same with me. I actually, I lived in, in Japan when I was a kid from, from 10 to 17. And the only option we could do with our friends is go to karaoke. So I totally get the karaoke thing. There you go. <laughs> that's a good way to, that's a good way to start singing, man. Okay, second question. What was the first record you bought? I think the first record I bought was... A 50 cent. Nice. I can't remember. It might have been Many Men or 21 Questions. It's one of the two. <laughs> when there were still like the, the, the uh, singles like coming Single. out physically, right? Yeah. Yep. 
it had like the song on it, then an instrumental, and then like some remixed version with somebody else on it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> it had like a B side as well, right? But normally they had like yep. the one and an instrumental one as well. Yep, that's it, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> that's so crazy! Wow. Um, okay, next one is: What was your first musical hero? Probably the same one that I still got just now. It's Ed Sheeran. He's like mm. I've listened to him since I was really, really young, and he's kind of the same age as me. So watching him when he was getting bigger and stuff like that, I was like, I really, I want to be able to do that. This guy's amazing. So, um, and even to this day, still an influence. So, hey, did I, Ed Sheeran. So talented, isn't he? It's the thing as well, like he goes on stage himself and like, yeah. it's just him. I look at the pedal and a guitar and he plays stadiums. So thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Just alone. And he just plays yeah. in himself for like an hour and a half. It's just, it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Amazing. So to bring it to the present day, um, first question is, what's your pre-gig ritual? Do you do anything specifically to get in the zone, ready for your gig? Not really. I'll probably sing over like if I'm a bit sceptical or like if I'm forgetting a couple of lyrics or whatever, I'll listen to my own songs and I'll maybe sit down with my guitar and have a little strum along to the songs that I'm a bit wary about and need to get a little bit more practice in, I'll do that. Otherwise, if I'm just if I'm comfortable and I'm all good to go, then I'll just sit, chill out, maybe listen to some music of like whatever choice and just sit and chill um, mm-hmm. I don't really have any vocal warm-ups or anything like that I do I just kind of <laughs> chill I like the fact you make sure you don't forget your lines that must be the worst that must be like the equivalent of mm. missing a penalty for a ball with- that's it exactly that must be the worst feeling in the world when you've forgotten your lines on the stage has that ever happened yeah so um, I was over in Germany and I was um, singing actually I was singing the Wellerman um live on German TV and it was like to thousands and thousands and thousands of people maybe even like a million people on TV mm, that it was getting streamed sure. to there was people in the place and uh, I forgot one of the lines I just completely forgot I was singing live <sighs> on telly and just completely forgot the words oh, <laughs> so I just kind of mm. I carried on um, I just kind of went and that is not the words soon me and just carried on and everybody was like hey so but i was yeah. like oh my god wow. <laughs> i cannot believe i've just done that you should have like sang it in like a really close scottish accent so the germans don't really get you know and then you kind of get through with it <laughs> <laughs> that's a good <laughs> trick <laughs> so you, you've mentioned you love ed sheeran uh, so I'm guessing if you have met him, this might be the, the answer. But who is the greatest person you've met thanks to music? Um, it's not actually uh, Ed Sheeran. I've not met him yet. That's one person I'd really like to meet. But um, probably the favourite person and the biggest person is Louis Capaldi um, nice. for me. Um, he's Again, he's like, he grew up 10, 15 minutes away from me and he's absolutely smashed it. So um, he's also an influence. So to meet him was just incredible. Um, I met him the first time I met him I was actually I was on a flight home from the Brits and he was also on a flight home he was sitting like three rows in front and I was like <laughs> starstruck nice. yeah, starstruck but um, <laughs> it was good that was crazy I met him like I met him when he was opening for uh, Sam Smith in Berlin in Germany and then we okay. went to the to the soul house to get a drink. And then I remember I didn't understand a word. It was super loud. And he was talking really close Scottish with a gin tonic. <laughs> and it was really hard for me. And then I went out that night and I was like, okay, I didn't know. I don't know what we talked about. But it was nice <laughs> hanging out with him. <laughs> yeah. And what's, what's your musical highlight of the year? Musical highlight of the year. Um, Ed Sheeran has released two new songs. And... Dermot Kennedy's also released a new song so they're probably my, my three favourite moments slash songs so far of the year um, 
It's better days by Dermot Kennedy and then Shivers and Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. We should tell Dermo, man. We're we're interviewing him as well. I mean, we should we should uh, connect you guys. That's uh, there we go. That's my this is my connection there. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing, man. Let's go to the future. And uh, so the first question would be: um, Do you have any plans for the rest of the year? I've released a new single, which has uh, been amazing. It's been sitting for a while, recorded and ready to go, but we weren't sure whether it was coming out. So that's finally out. We have got a book, which is the book of sea shanties. Oh, wow. Wow. Which kind of came off the back again of, of Wellerman, which is incredible. And then I've got a UK tour and I have got a European tour where I'm going to like, I think I'm touring like 20 days or something in, in Europe. Wow. I'm going to Austria, Germany, Switzerland, Estonia, Lithuania, Finland. I'm going, I'm going everywhere. Um, so it's, Crazy, it's. Man. Super exciting. I can't wait. Amazing. Give me a ring when you're in Berlin, man. Then we have a drink or something. <laughs> a... There we go. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> but wait, what do you what do you talk about in your book then? What is the Sea Shanties book about? So it's um, basically just all the sea shanties that I like and that I've listened to and that I've heard over the past year um, that I've kind of sang on my TikTok, some that I haven't sang. And it kind of it puts them at the lyrics in there. Um, so that people can read the songs okay. and it also kind of gives you a bit of an insight um, as to what the what the songs are about and it's, it's beautifully illustrated as well so it's nice yeah it was it was cool to it was cool to be able to get in and get a book done i can not only say i'm a musician but i can say i'm an author as well <laughs> <laughs> all at the same time this is like must be so overwhelming and do you see yourself doing like something other than than music or after maybe mu- i don't know you know it's uh, always such an interesting question yeah, I've all, I always like like the creative stuff. So like, um, maybe a bit of acting. You never know. Um, singing. I like I like sports as well. So um, anything to do mm-hmm. with that. Um, presenting. So any, anything along those lines. Um, that's creative and artistic. Then I, I'm I'd be open to open to that. Nice. Nathan, thank you so much for for coming on today. And no worries. Thanks so much for being our guest. It's been a pleasure talking to you. No worries. Thank you both. It's been amazing. Where can we find you on um, socials? Like, tell us where we can find you. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, anywhere. Um, I'm just Nathan Evans. It's usually N E T H A N E V A N S S. So Evans with two S's, Nathan Evans. Man, thank you so much. What a ride you've been having. And I wish you like so many more waves to ride on in the next few years, man. Hopefully see you see you soon. Good luck. Thank you very much. So I think there's a lesson that you need to learn from me. Don't act bigger than you are. Take a girl from a random bar around the world. Straight too far without a credit card. Wow, what a guy and what a song. That is a real clap your hands and stamp your feet type of tune. I love it. Imagine the scenes hearing that at a World Cup final in Scotland if you want it. Amazing. And talking of magical World Cup moments, it's that time of the podcast where we chat to a special guest in a trip down memory lane section we call Around the World. Ciao tutti, welcome to Around the World. This is the part of the show where we go back in time to explore one person's FIFA World Cup memories and hear a few stories of what made that World Cup extra special to them. 
We're joined this week by Alessandro Del Piero to see if there were any particular World Cups that stood out in his mind. Yes, there is. <laughs> there could only be one. Well, of course, the World Cup in 2006 in Germany when, when we won. It is the joy not just of a football team, but of an entire football-obsessed nation. Italy are one of the most decorated teams in world football. Two World Cup wins in the 1930s with the brilliant Giuseppe Meazza and again in 82 with talismanic Paolo Rossi scoring a golden boot winning six goals in that tournament. In the late 80s and early 90s, Italian domestic football was riding high and the Azzurri went into the 1990 World Cup as tournament hosts and one of the favorites. They were narrowly defeated in the semis in a penalty shootout by Maradona's Argentina. Four years later, in 94, at the FIFA World Cup in the USA, they went one step further and reached the finals. Another close-run match ended with, would you believe it, another penalty shootout. Roberto Baggio, replete with an iconic braided mullet, blazed his decisive penalty over the bar to break Italian hearts once again. Roberto Baggio! He's missed it! And Brazil win the World Cup! From one rash haircut to another, let's hear from Del Piero himself about his pre-World Cup encounter with some hair clippers. For that World Cup, I decided to become bold. After a successful season with his beloved Juventus, Del Piero decided he needed to focus his thoughts on the international challenge by shaving his head. We, we, we won the, the, the Serie A title and then that night I decided and, you know, as part of the culture in the Far East, it means that, you know, you want to not say clean yourself, but prepare for a new chapter. And this is how it goes. <laughs> when I watch myself now in that picture, I say, well, it wasn't a great choice, to be honest, but uh, okay, it happened and it was a lucky time. Whether it was skill or luck, Alessandro's goals were helping the Azzurri sweep aside all that stood before them. Let's relive that special moment when Del Piero matched up against a formidable German team. The most iconic game for us was against Germany when we played the semi-final and when I scored the last second of the game. That game, that goal stick in my mind forever. The emotion and the feeling were so high. And that goal ensured the Italian team were once again contesting a FIFA World Cup final. So it's Italy versus France, the World Cup final of 2006. We're underway in the final in Berlin. A dramatic match followed. Early goals, penalty shouts, headers off the crossbar, headbutts, exciting stuff. One each at the final whistle and no sign of a golden goal for either team in extra time. Italy were once again at the mercy of the dreaded penalty shootout that had been their downfall just over a decade earlier. Alessandro Del Piero with his freshly shaved head was one of their chosen five. It was insane. I mean, France missed one and we got the possibility, but you don't have to miss otherwise the way they collide and you need to stay in advance. I shoot the fourth one. It's Del Piero time. I had a couple of thoughts that came in my mind, you know. First of all, you know, you when you walk from the midfield and go in there, you start to rewind everything that happened in your life. You know? And then you say, you know, let's try to take it easy, Ali, okay? What, what's going to happen? Nobody's going to see this game. I mean, there's only 2.5 billion people watching this game. And we are living in a technology area where they record everything, including how much you sweat. <laughs> so it was very stressful. Del Piero against Barton. 
Terzu knows he's got to save one sooner or later. With Italy 3-2 ahead in the penalty shootout in Berlin, it's Alessandro Del Piero 4-2, but within one. When the ball went in, was relief. A relief. Grosso slotted the final penalty past Bartes and history was made. Italy were world champions once more. It's the Azores Blue Year of 2006. Italy are the world champions for the fourth time in their history. Benissimo says the rest of the when you lift the trophy when you have the trophy that you desire you know you even think that you can touch it one day and then you 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 you, you put it on the sky and say yeah uh, it's it's definitely priceless you can really feel that you can touch the sky with with your finger with your with your hands wow amazing stories right there i felt like i was back there with them now it's versus time again, and this week's episode is a proper dive into our musical psyche. Let's get into it. All right, guys, this is versus. This is a section of our show where Annie and me go head to head. We're set a different challenge each week, and just like in any football matchup, the winner takes three points, it's one for a draw, and the loser gets a big fat zero. So we're going to add up the points at the end of each challenge to see how we're doing in the FIFA Play On Podcast League and see who will be crowned the eventual FIFA Play On Podcast versus champion. So what do we have in store this week, Annie? This week, we've got an interesting challenge. We are going to be given three match day scenarios to soundtrack. First, we're going to have the pre-match changing room build-up. Then we're going to have the post-win celebration, so after you win the game. And then we've got to have the evening chill and recovery. Our job is to correctly identify which of the options is our actual choice and which two songs are just a decoy. This is going to say a lot about ourselves, right? Like, this is going to be... <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to hear what you are celebrating too. Yeah, it's going to be hard to guess. Now, the other day I was in the plane sitting next to a woman and she was like dozing off and sleeping with tech, like hardcore techno music, you know? So I was like, how is this possible, <laughs> man? Let's see. <laughs> yes, let's see. Okay, I'm going to start with the first question here. Okay. Imagine it's the biggest game of the season, okay? My team is changed and ready. <sighs> I've got five minutes to myself, you know, and I'm putting my headphones on and then I'm in my zone listening to listening to Rockstar by Nickelback, listening to Pavarotti's Nessun Dorma, Ooh. or listening to Lowrider uh, by War. Okay, so that's Nickelback. Yes. Pavarotti. Or War. Um, it's a song that was featured on 60 Seconds by Nicolas Cage. Mm. Yeah, then the Nickelback song is the... And when we all just don't want to be big rock stars and living in top houses, driving 15 cars. Da, da, na, oh, da, yes, na, yes. Na, 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 yeah, that one. Um, okay, I'm going to go for Lowrider. I think that's I think that's a bit of you. I think that's your vibe. Yeah. And because it's in 60 seconds, you, I, I know you're a fan of Gone in 60 seconds. Shouldn't have said so much. I shouldn't have said like all these kind of <laughs> You hints, said that you know? before on the podcast, so Yeah. I have a feeling that's a bit of you, Alvaro. Yeah, the vibe is totally mine. You know, is this is this Is that correct? Yes, it's correct. Lowrider is actually really really right. 
I said too much. The little things, <laughs> always in the little details. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was a good start. Let's see if you know me as well as I know you. Imagine this scenario. Yeah. It's cup final day. Me and the team are warmed up. We're changed. We're getting ready. I've got five minutes with my headphones, which is actually what I used to do. What song am I going for? Is it Gold Dust by DJ Fresh and Miss Dynamite? Is it High Power by Kendrick Lamar? Or is it I'm Still Standing oh. by Elton John? Awesome, nice. You're probably like a big Kendrick Lamar fan. Um, but I mean, Elton John is Elton John is like one of the greats, huh? I love Elton John and I could totally get Elton John motivating yourself. I would say as you, you know, the rap was pretty impressive and I know you like modern rap. Yeah, you're going to go with Kendrick Lamar for sure. Alvaro, I'm very hurt because you don't know me very well. Because <laughs> I, if you know me well, you know, I love grime music and that is very much DJ Fresh and Miss Dynamite. Really? So before a game, I would listen to grime. Wow, Stormzy... So solid crew. Miss Dynamite is one of my favorite artists. So yeah, yeah. that would that would be my pre-match hype. So well done. It's 1-0 for you. Mm-hmm. So here we are. We've done it. We won the big match. The fans in the stadium are going wild. So we're taking the trophy back to the dressing room. So what song am I putting on the speakers for everyone to celebrate? Is it Seven Nations Army by the White Stripes? Is it Despacito by Luis Fonsi oh, what a song. and Daddy Yankee? Or is it Viva La Vida by a Coldplay? Ah, this is hard. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to win a game, you'd be like, you know, on the dressing room bench, like giving it. You know? Drinking champagne from the trophy. I think Despacito is maybe a bit too obvious because of your Spanish roots. Maybe. Or just exactly the right thing. Viva La Vida. <laughs> oh, this is hard. Yeah. I think I'm going to go for Viva La Vida, Coldplay. So... Everyone who knows me would know that I would never put on Despacito in the <laughs> dressing room. Yes, it's actually Viva La Vida from Coldplay because also yes, Barcelona used to used to hear it when you know Barcelona won like everything that they can win. Love that vibe, yeah. It kind of became their song. Oh my god! Then I would put that one on. Yeah, this is going really well. Yeah, I've changed my strategy. Okay, excellent. So that's two zero. Yes, two zero. Okay, so. We won the match. The dressing room is absolutely buzzing. Mm-hmm. What song am I going to put on to accompany these celebrations? Is it mm-hmm. We Are The Champions by Queen? Mm-hmm. Is it Cheers by Rihanna? Or is it the football anthem Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond? Okay. The We Are The Champions song has been like overdone, I think, you know. But we are the champions. We've just won the cup final. Yes, I know. Yeah. And that's that's your mind game right there. I know you. It's not We Are The Champions. <laughs> it's not a mind game. That's what, like, that's just what, you know, if you win. I think Sweet Caroline has something. It's a, such a special song that I think that's the one that you would put on. That is the right choice. <laughs> I would put on Sweet Caroline. Yes. I love Sweet Caroline. So that song, I mean, that song has been ringing in my ears since June. Yeah. I went to so many England games. That was like the anthem in the stadium. And Amazing. It's just such a great communal community team song that you just, you know, everyone knows the words. So mm-hmm. that is correct. I would have gone with Sweet Caroline. Yes. Well done. Well done to me. <laughs> It's 2-1. 2-1. We're going to the last question here. Finally, we've driven home alone, and then you have this vinyl player. Oh, I love a vinyl. You just put it on, and off from this old-school speakers comes 
Air on a G-String by Bach, or we have Alma de Luz by Álvaro Soler, or we have uh, Slow Dancing in a Burning Room by John Mayer. So just by elimination, I don't think you're narcissistic enough to listen to your own song. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thanks for saying that. Yeah, I'm going to eliminate that one. Mm -hmm. I put you down as a John Mayer fan to the T. Because the guitar and but that's a very slow song. It's very sleepy. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to go for that one, the John Mayer one, slow dancing. Well, ding 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 ding. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's the correct answer. Yes. It's so easy. I'm like so transparent. Okay, so after a game, usually I have serious insomnia. I can't sleep. Too much adrenaline. Yeah, normal. So I'm back at my house. I'm trying to relax. I pour a little glass of wine. I run a bath. What am I chilling to? Is it God Only Knows by Beach Boys? Mm -hmm. Is it On and On by Erika Badu? Yeah. Or is it Gymnopedies, number one, by French composer Eric Satie? For me, it's the last song. What's the name of the last song again? That... Gymnopedies, number one, by French composer Eric Satie. Yeah. Eric Satie is probably what you would hear in the bathtub. Avro, that is incorrect. And if you know me well, you will know I am the biggest Erica Badu fan. Oh, and you didn't move your face. Because I did that, that deliberately because I was <sighs> I was tapping my leg underneath it. Knew it. That song, let's go on and on and on and on. That is my favorite Erica Badu song. Does that make it 3-1? Yes. But this is like a this is does this count for the match? Because this is more like a psychological test, right? No, this is like yes, just it counts. for us to it get. It absolutely counts. Yeah. <laughs> So after that very fun soundtracking the match day round, I lead with 15 points overall and nine for you, Alvaro. It's okay. I mean, we've seen Spain catching up la the last season anyway, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be back next week. <laughs> What a versus battle. It's all looking rosy for Enya Luco at the moment. <laughs> Anyway, that's about all we have time for this week. Make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast app of choice and give us a five-star rating. Don't forget to follow me, Alvaro and FIFA on all of the socials. You'll get to play along with some of our versus challenges. You'll get bits of video content and a sneak peek behind the scenes of us recording the podcast. Thanks so much for joining us again and we'll see you back here, same time, same place, next week. See you soon.